Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Can you hear the noise, people? Sound of beauty. There's there, there's some music here. I've, I've not heard it in a while. <laughs> Something Aston Villa won't be hearing for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Champions League version of the Spurs News Podcast. It is the final show of the 2021-2022 season. I am Sam. If it's your first time listening. You've missed quite a lot, uh, but yes, welcome. I'm Sam, I'm joined by my partner in crime as always, Matt. Matt, say hello to everybody. Hello. Also joining us today are the two that don't normally speak. It is the fellow admins of Spurs News, our partners in crime, the person better known as Polynesian Dan. Dan, say hello to everyone. Hello, guys. And lovely Laura from Instagram. Hey, guys. You both well? Yeah, all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> That's all right. You both sound really nervous. Is, <laughs> is it because you're worried I'm going to pick on you a little bit? Always. Good. That's fine. As long as, long as we've established <laughs> that, that's, that's all right. We can get going. Okay, so I had the show kind of planned out. I had the kind of like, okay, this is the information we want to get across, and we're going to chat about different things, and we've got a few things coming from people on social media. But I think we actually have to start with what is the breaking news today. I mean, as we record this, it is Tuesday, the 24th of May, 2022. It's early evening and... Uh... I don't think anyone can quite believe it. I think everyone thinks it's an April Fool's Day joke, but... Enix are investing 150 million quid in the Tottenham for basically to invest in the club. I mean, they, they say on field and off the field. I'm still in shock. I can't quite get the words out. Matt, when you saw the news, what were your first thoughts? Look, we've, we've said, haven't we, Sam, plenty of times that Enoch, they're purely in it for the investment. They're not going to yep. give us a penny. Like they're not, they're not, not going to invest any money in us. They've bought us for this amount of money. They want to make us value this amount of money. Then they're going to sell us. We're never going to see yeah. a penny from Enoch. Well, no. that's turned on his head, hasn't it? <laughs> to be fair, it's taken 20 years to invest what uh, someone like Roman Abramovich did in an afternoon. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have invested 150 million English pounds into Tottenham Hotspur to try and basically try and compete next season, which still, as I'm saying these words, I'm still not quite believing. I'm still feeling that little bit kind of, this is madness. Uh, Dan, me and you talked a little bit about this before we came to record. You had a more negative yeah. take on uh, on the news. Yeah, uh, it's one of those, I'll believe it when I see it once. <laughs> So, so is it a case how, of you... how many false doors has, has there been? How many false dawns has there been in the past where we think there's going to be money to spend in the summer and big things are going to happen? Yeah, but how many times during the false dawns have we been led by a media narrative compared to an actual club announcement of the investment? Well, how many times have we been led by Daniel Levy? 
into transfer windows. <laughs> no, you, you, you're not you're not speaking lies here. But I, th- I think the point is that in the past we have gone into windows, and I think me and you have had this conversation. I know me and Matt have on the podcast. Me and Laura talk about far more important stuff, but most of us have had this conversation, which is basically this window's got to be it, right? You know, there, there's oh, there's no escaping it this time. This one, we have to bat and we have to do it. We have to do it. And time and time again, we've been kind of let down with that. So we finished the season well. We got top four. We got Champions League, which is basically the best as we could do with this season where Conti came in later on. And now it's a case of, you know, what what happens next? What What's kind of coming up now? Because my, my obvious worry was definitely... Uh oh, you know, now I'm going to feel that let down feeling again, like I have done in the past. But hearing the news that they're actually readying funds, I know that's not the equivalent of here's five players we've bought with this money. But it does, it does fill me with a certain amount of optimism again that, that things are happening. Now, again, when we spoke earlier on, you had a very different take. Yeah, so obviously, um, <clears throat> We talk about Conte and he wants certain assurances before he commits himself to Spurs for another year. Yeah. Is it is this just not some sort of publicity stunt? Do you Matt, know, Danny, Matt, Danny, is it, is, is it, I was going to say, is it raining up north, mate? Is it raining up there? <laughs> you need the sun to come out because your, your mood doesn't sound too great, mate. <laughs> well, oh, I'm just, just trying to be a bit realistic with it all. Yeah. I, I, I think sure I think there's people out there that, that are saying. Yeah, listen, Dan, listen, I, I completely agree with you, mate, that, you know, it's been like 20 years, all these full stalls, all these promises. But this is what, I, and you must have heard me say this before on the podcast, the difference now, right? And I appreciate that you might think, oh, you can always find differences all through the years. But look, we have got one of the top five managers in the footballing world currently as our manager right now that you know Conte could walk out of our club and literally go into any club Bayern Munich Real Madrid they would they would they would drag him into their club you know this guy is one of the best managers in the world right so obviously you're talking about the narrative about you know if, if the funds aren't if you if you're not going to promise me the funds then I'm going to walk right this is Spurs reacting to it this is this is Levy going okay then now you've got us into the Champions League we are going to give you what you ask for we're going to give you this because the, the other side, what we could have done is gone. Oh yeah, yeah, Conte, yeah, we'll we'll get you, we'll sort you out like we've done over the last twenty years. This is tangible evidence, finally, that we are going to back you now. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not helping, is it? It's not helping, guys. <laughs> it's quite it's quite interesting. I think I think we're seeing a bit of the north south divide here. <laughs> Laura, Laura, I'm going to bring you in at this point whilst those two fight it out. Um, what, what's your reaction to the news? I'm kind of, I'm kind of on both sides. I'm, I'm wow. going to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> We've won these two. Exactly. Yeah, go on, go on, then, Laura. You sit on the fence and carry on. Go on. Uh, well, no, I'm joking. Um, no, I want to be positive. And I, when I first heard it, I was like, yes, it's about blimmin' time. Yeah. But then that spursy kind of doubt crept in and i was thinking painful yeah i just it gets to you doesn't it every now and again <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that's fair I, I do think that's fair i think um i think the reaction from me and matt on this is very much a kind of shock <laughs> i think yeah. perhaps in a couple of days me and you are both like 
I wonder if they'll actually do anything. <laughs> but right now, we're just in this kind of, wow, we never thought we'd see this. Um, it's, it's kind of amazing. I did, I did enjoy the social media reaction, which is something I always find kind of funny because typically you can uh, we've said it on here loads of times and you guys monitor our social media as well so you'll know this as well as i do you can literally announce anything and someone will <laughs> find a negative on it like, oh yes. you know, I, i'm fairly confident there are certain people in my life personally that if i was to announce i won the lottery they would reply "Ooh, that tax bill is gonna hurt mine <laughs> it's like oh my god who hurt you <laughs> you know um, and with Tottenham, I think Tottenham hurt a lot of people, and that's where the problem is. But it is a case that you could announce anything. Like, we, we could announce that Lionel Messi's left PSG on a free transfer, decided he wants to finish his career at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. He's going to play for free, he wants to play for love and bring on other players. And someone will be like, mm, he ain't as good as he used to be, though. <laughs> so, well, no, no, he's not, I suppose. But yeah, so I did find that the Tottenham uh, fan reaction to this news was very mixed kind of like this podcast um some people were very positive really happy to see it other people taking the believe it when i see it route of kind of like great you've announced it on field and off field Does that basically mean you're going to open a hotel next to the stadium and we will get bought unkun nobody from french ligan and and so it was a real mix but the arsenal fan reaction was absolutely joyous <laughs> they are basically ready to jump off the Emirates over this. They are already, are they absolute kamikaze suicidal style over us grabbing top four and not them. They have all decided that it was down to the January transfer window where they were inactive and we signed two very good players. So already they're on their board over that. And then our board announces this today. <laughs> they. So if you want to have fun, Tottenham fans, if you want to enjoy the tears of fellow fans from the other part of north london or woolwich then just spend a little time scrolling through that and enjoy do, do you know do, sorry, go sorry. On. i was no, going to no, say you know you, you know the song where where we we sing f off back to woolwich right so yeah. obviously seb seb hears that but his version is <laughs> go back to woolwich you know, What's so he's got the child-friendly version. So, yeah, that's what we should all be singing in this crowd, because they're children in the crowd, isn't it? Not, they're, you know, yes. go back to Woolwich where you belong, you know? You you naughty people, you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, well done, Seb. Very proud of you. Um, I, so, speaking of the Arsenal fans, however, I, I do want to bring up on the podcast today, as I've mentioned before, I do have a friend, a very close friend, who is a gooner. And this particular close friend and I have had a bet for... 10, 15 years of our lives, the end of every season, whoever's finished higher gets to give the other person a forfeit. And I got murdered on this bet for a long time. (laughs) But for the last (laughs) six years, I'm delighted to say I've been getting revenge. (laughs) This year, as we were going into the home straight, obviously it was still very close to who was going to win. So I've not prepared anything. So I've decided to summon you three as my council of evil <laughs> and I'm trying to come up with a suitable forfeit for my friend. Now, in the past, to give you a little context, I took over her Facebook post for a week. Once the three, sorry, three times a day, she basically posted Tottenham propaganda, in essence, <laughs> to her entire Gooner family. <laughs> um and wasn't allowed to tell anyone that she hadn't actually converted to Tottenham. She had to not answer any comments. 
Um, she got married, and I made her change her wedding picture as her profile picture to a picture of her <laughs> in a Tottenham shirt. Awesome. For one, for one month. <laughs> um, so stuff like that, you know, really That's harmless, just... fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around the table. Uh, we're starting with Polynesian Dan because he's the evil mastermind from from up north. Uh, Polynesian Dan, buddy, do you have any suggestions? Yeah, if you go down like a, a social media route, I'd go for uh, sort of the the uh, we play Wednesday, uh, we play football on a, on a Wednesday versus a Thursday route. Yeah, and get her to do the the song or something and upload a video of it. <laughs> in in a Tottenham shirt, man. That's that's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did buy her one a few years ago because although it was a forfeit, she did refuse to buy it for herself. <laughs> uh, Laura, what do you think? Do you think you can better that? I don't think I can actually. I'm really rubbish at this sort of thing, so you shouldn't have come to <sighs> me really. <laughs> Anyone else notice just, she's just I, constantly pretending to be lovely? Like, oh, I can't quite decide. I'm going to sit on the fence. Oh no, I can't give a forfeit. <sighs> I am lovely. The listeners what know about? what you're really like. I've told them. They've seen the page. <laughs> Matt, I do quite Dan's idea though. <sighs> Matt, what have you got for me, buddy? Right, this is what we need to do now, Dan. You've done the Skywalk, haven't you? I was thinking Skywalk as well. Yeah, but, oh, but, ab, but, abs, uh, but abseiling, because you can abseil down, <laughs> can't you? Yeah. Right. I, in I a spur shirt. Well, yeah. I, I, the only downside to that is I'd have to pay for it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but Sam, wouldn't it be worth it? Wouldn't it be worth it? Because oh. she, she'd the last thing she sees as she goes down is the cockerel. Just as she... <laughs> There's Come such a on. joke about the last thing she sees before she goes down is a yeah. giant cock. But okay. Um... <laughs> Your mind right. just always has to go there, Sam, doesn't it? My, my, yes, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. It was, it was cocked and loaded. Um, okay. Uh, do you know what? I got. No, I'm not going to tell that story. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's another okay. Podcast. All right. I'm going to look into that then. Let me think about it. Let me. All right. So we've got that. That's that's going to be plan plan A, and then plan B will be making her. I'll give her the option. I will pay for you to go up through, do a nice stadium tour in a Tottenham shirt, mm-hmm. spend the day. You've got to be a Tottenham fan for the day. You've got to video blog it and you go, well, I'll pay for it. Or you can upload you in a Spurs shirt singing about how Tottenham play on a Wednesday night and Arsenal aren't very good. <clears throat> anyway, that's settled. Thank you very much, everyone. I Perfect. really appreciate your input. Um, except for Laura, of course, who's too much of a pansy ass to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, we are now going to move to the section that is the most requested segment on our show. Uh, it was a f- mainstay feature week in, week out when we began. Then, you know, times changed and it became a special occasion only. And by making it special occasion only, I think it's only added certain prestige to it. I think it's kind of now, it speaks for itself and it's this feature right now. Welcome to Matt's Stats. Bring the it's, stats, buddy. It's back. It's back. It it's is. it's very stat heavy, this one, guys. So, you know, be prepared. Okay, I'm ready to go. Go for it. But we have got a nice little bit we can add to it at the end, thanks to Dan and his, his uh, little stat that he'd seen 
uh, recently, okay. which is fantastic. So, over the course of the season, okay, over the course of the season, we uh, managed to amass 71 points, which is <coughs> 22 wins, 5 draws, and 11 defeats. So, I just wanted to compare it, really, a little bit to seasons gone past, or season past, sorry, especially under Pochettino, because... I think we've kind of um, we've had the the Mourinho stroke. Can I say his name? Have you have you got the uh, have you got the button? I I don't know what you're going to talk about, mate. Who are you going to talk about? The Mourinho stroke Nuno era. Do you know what? Talk about Nuno. <laughs> do, you know what? do you know what I love, Sam, is that you've got, like, do, 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 do you know you get, like, blokes never, right, Laura, you'll, you'll agree to this, right? Blokes, we never grow up, do we, right? No. We're, we're like kids, right? So Sam is like a, a child with this big toy that he's got where he can press all these different buttons, right? You can see, it's it's almost like, right, when I was looking on TikTok the other day and I don't know, Dan, you wouldn't have a clue about this. Possibly Laura, Mike, and uh, Sam. But do you remember that Fisher-Price thing that you used to have where there was like about 10 things you could touch where you could yes, drag one yeah. thing down, squeak one thing, and it was just like a big board. Yeah. You've got yeah, the adult remember, version of that. I, I have got the adult version, but I think the the worst thing about this is I think I, I need to say this now and everyone can judge me for it. Basically, on a show weeks ago, we made a joke that Nuno sounds like Bruno and we don't talk about Bruno, the song that was everywhere, number one for ages. And I joked about wouldn't it be funny to get the song, but we don't talk about Nuno. And then I really thought about it and I thought, there's there's a really talented singer for Tottenham songs on Twitter. He does the Whiskey Sessions, Tom Mitchell. And so I asked him, I said, Tom, this is a really stupid request. <laughs> But would you would you record this for me and bless him, <laughs> he did it and now we have this. And just to be clear, anytime someone says that guy's name, that's getting played. <laughs> Quality. Sorry, mate. Continue with your statistics. I will. <laughs> So, yeah, with the 71 points we amassed, we finished in the top four, ladies and gentlemen. Which yeah, we did. Fantastic. So, yeah, as I was saying, I wanted to compare it really with the uh, Pochettino era. Yeah. So, if you look at the points that we amassed, so 2015 was the first one we finished fifth, wasn't it? Uh, his first season. And then the yeah. 2016 one was the one where we finished third in the two horse race. We only actually amassed... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that one. That. I remember that one vaguely, Matthew, yes. <laughs> vaguely, yes. We amassed 70 points, so we actually got more than we did. In, and I always thought that those were the golden seasons, you know? So we got more than that season. Now, the actual golden season was the 16-17, yeah. where we amassed 86 points, which yeah. is amazing. And, and by the way, I've, I remember from that season, that would have won the title in, like four or five other seasons oh. <laughs> i remember that but also i seem to remember that we finished second to chelsea i think it and was that year. the manager of chelsea that season was mr conte exactly there you go there we go it's 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 in the stars yeah um we amassed 77 points in 2018 71 points again so matched it in 2019 and then it slightly went downhill a little bit 
uh, under the Marine New Year. We got 59 <laughs> points in 2020 and 62 wow. in 21. So it dropped. So I feel like we're back in a big time now with the. I, with I like the, uh, I like the statistic of seasons Jose Mourinho didn't manage my club. Top four, top four, top four. Seasons he did, not top four, not top four. Seasons he didn't, top four. Uh, not saying there's a correlation or anything, but no, yeah. completely, completely. So um, for, for sort of comparison, because uh, I want to just go through a few stats over the course of the season. So I thought yeah. to give it a bit of interest, I'll compare it to that golden that golden season of 2017-18. So. It's going to not be as good that the, what we've what we've done this season, but it'll give you an idea of where we can go. You know, so we I think we had a fairly decent season, but this will tell you how good that one was. It's the one me and you like to reminisce about. You know, so uh, oh, yes. back back in 2017, 2018, we won 26, drawn eight, and lost four. We lost four games that season, <coughs> to the eleven that we lost this season. Uh, this season we scored 69 goals and conceded 40. That season we scored 86 goals. And conceded twenty six. <laughs> insane. We had a plus goal difference. Or was that something like four? Or was it sixty? Oh my God! I, it I think that's why me, I think that's why me and you wax lyrical about that season. That's just like not something we had ever seen before. A goal difference of plus sixty. Like, how did we not win the league? <laughs> okay, now you're just going to depress me again. Can you move on, Matt? Move sorry, on. mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Uh, we scored five penalties compared to the seven we scored that season. And do you know what's funny as well with the penalties? Um, Seb said to me uh, three well, three games before the last one, he went, I, never, I don't think I've ever seen a live penalty, he said, at huh. our ground. And then he was blessed with two in two games. Yeah. So there we go. You you yeah. ask and you shall get, you know. Well, hopefully um, on the way to every game next season, he says, you know what, I don't think I've ever seen a live hat trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just keep asking for yeah. these things, you know. Good man. Um, <laughs> so we had 491 shots over the course of the season, compared to 669 that season. Uh, 198 on target compared to the 257 of that season. We hit the word woodwork 13 times over the course of the season, compared to 22 times in 2018. Uh, and wow. these. The last, the last one, which I'm not, I've not compared uh, to uh, to that season, uh, yeah. nine, 19,165 passes over the course of the season with a pass accuracy of 85%, which isn't too bad. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, not too that's bad. That's actually man. quite impressive. Yeah, 16 clean sheets by Mr. Lloris, which yes. was... Uh, and actually, I did compare that one to that season compared to 17. So, on a par almost with the golden season. Yeah. Uh, and 98 saves made compared to 85 back then. Uh, 67 yellow cards. And how many reds did we get this season? Two. Well, according to the stats in the Premier League thing, one. Can you remember two? I couldn't even remember the one. No, no, it was Romero, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, of course it was. Or, or, was, or was that in Europe? Well, according to the Premier League stats, the official one. site, there was one. Yeah. Anyone, any ideas? No idea. I can't no. recollect a single mm, No, no. Oh, that's that's gone clean. Oh, yeah. wait. Here wait, we go. Wait, wait. Did, did Matt Doherty get sent off? I mean, at the start of the season, he deserved to be. <laughs> what, just, just not even just like playing so poorly, you actually. I, so... I felt like the referee at some point just gone. Oh, you come here. I'm going to do your team a favour. Go, just go, just just leave. <laughs> just your, leave. Ref, your coach ain't subbing you, and the fans they're going to kill you if you carry on. You'll be <laughs> better off with ten men. I need to get you off the. I need to get you out of the stadium, kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's um, man, that's crazy. And you've got a fun stat game to finish with, I believe. I have, yeah. Just before I get to that, I just wanted oh, yeah. to mention as well, and I know I do talk about it over the course of the season, but Kane <laughs> is now just 18 goals behind Jimmy Greaves on the all-time, wow. all-time. This is not, you know, this is a... I mean, how long we've been going for now? 130, 140 years, have we? Yeah. Of a hundred and forty odd year history, this guy is now sixteen goals from or eighteen goals from being our highest yeah. ever goal scorer. I mean, and, the, and we're we're watching it. We're we're, we're the generation it. We're, getting we're to experiencing see it, it. Yeah. Number number ten, by the way. And I know this did come out at the time, but I didn't realise Sonny is is tenth. Yeah. On one hundred thirty one goals. Yeah. So Sonny's uh, been just catching up, doing yeah, his only, job. Only twelve, only twelve behind uh, Mister Defoe, Jermaine Defoe, which is really, really good. Yeah. Right. Okay. The fun stats. So Dan mentioned off air, which is something I wasn't aware of, that Hugo Lloris is now our ninth highest ever appearance maker in the history of Spurs, with three hundred and thirty-six appearances that he shares with one and only Glenn Hoddle. Which wow. Is, uh, that's that's kind of crazy. Fantastic. Now. Him being ninth, I mean, I, yeah. I, I reckon I recognise most of the players on the top ten. I mean, they, they go back a while away, but can I, can I guess first? So see if you can get. So you, here we go, can right? I, give me I, a name. Can I guess give me, first. Go on, Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> How about if you all give me a name and Aww. see who gets the highest appearances with the one they've guessed? Who gets the highest? Okay. Yes. Right, go on. Start. Start with Polynesian Dan. He, he's keen. Go on, Dan. Uh, I'll. I'll say Darren Anderson. You think Darren Anderson is the highest? Ooh, good, we're not good, we're not talking about show. Premier League. We're talking about in in in, in like you know forever, like you know. So highest appearance. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, phone a friend. Ask the audience. Phone a friend. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll phone a friend. <laughs> ring ring. <laughs> say David Janola. Oh, I was gonna say that. <laughs> David you mean. Are you being serious? What is our top, no, highest I'm, ever appearance maker? Matt, I want to win. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dan. Go on. Stick with Darren Anderson. I reckon that's not a bad show. Highest Premier League appearance maker. Not uh, Premier League. Not Premier League. Uh, just appearances. Say, pr- Premier League. I think. I think he definitely is. Yeah, but if he racked no, up that um, many in the Premier League, he must be on the chart somewhere. Just for Spurs. Although, I'd although say, Matt, although Matt um, is indicating that maybe he's not. No, it'll, it it'll, be like, it'll be a legend from b- b- before my time. Yeah. Um, Go on, Dan. You can do this. I believe in you. Gary Mabbott. Great shout. Hero. Legend. Bristolian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hence the hero <laughs> and legend comment. <laughs> but wrong. Well, we, we don't know yet. We're going to see. Um, I think Laura gets the guess now. Oh, do I? Really? <laughs> Laura, Laura, Laura. David Ginola. I've, I've already said it and you said no. So. Well, no, that's because it was really stupid. Don't say David Ginola. Say someone else. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, Laura, um, I'll give you a clue. Think uh, big sideburns. That, that's That'll not helping. High up. That's not helping. I mean, come on, where was Dan? Big grey sideburns. She's prettier. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> I have no idea. Let's <laughs> see. There's so many answers I can give, and I just don't want to say. <clears throat> um, okay, so uh, 
think about goalkeepers because they tend to make quite a lot of appearances. Can you think of any ye oldie goalkeepers that are oh. quite famous at the club? Ye oldie goalkeepers, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to say ye oldie. <laughs> <laughs> what about Brad? Brad Friedel. That's your. That's what you're going with, yeah. Laura, what's this I... message? We'll send nudes for the answer. What's that about? Oh, sorry. Did I say that on here? Sorry, sorry. No, she didn't. No, it was a joke. <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I love as well? I've gone think big grey cyber. So she's got Fred Friedel. I mean, that guy didn't even have eyebrows, did he? <laughs> good old, good old Brad. Good old Brad. Don't you go mocking our American friend Bradley. I mean, I can't what talk. A, I've got any man. hair either, but... <laughs> he's got no hair he don't care he's he Matt care. from Spurs News um, I, I, I will take a guess and I will guess oh let me think all time all time all time I'm going to say Steve Perriman oh there we go look the, the, the legend at work right there so he absolutely destroyed everyone is a top <laughs> by top by some margin as well 613 appearances he made oh what what, what? I had no idea. There you what, go. What a lucky, what a lucky guess. <laughs> what a lucky guess, yeah. Now you're. <laughs> I always say, Sam, what you don't know about Spurs, you could probably fit on a postage stamp. To be fair, so there's no point getting you involved in these quizzes, mate. <laughs> no, I should have just been the sarcastic bastard in the background, not not helpful at all. So, um, Gary Mabbott. How, how high, sorry, how high was Ray Clements, by the way? Uh, now I've screenshotted the the top. I think about twenty five, and he's not yeah. on there. So he's clearly right. didn't make as many as, as some people. Yeah. No, no I, I thought he would have. Okay, sorry, carry on. So we've got at number one, like you say, Steve Perriman on six hundred thirteen. <coughs> Gary Mabbitt was his second on four hundred seventy seven. Wow, nicely done, Dan. Now, Laura, oh, the one I was trying right, to yeah. edge you towards was Mr. Pat Jennings with the big grey sideburns. Uh, oh, that's another yeah. goalkeeper. <laughs> I was yeah, not Brad Friedel. <laughs> no, not not Bradley, not Brad Friedel. But now, to be fair, Laura is dating an Aston Villa fan, and I think that drops your IQ points by at least fifty percent. <laughs> sorry, sorry, engaged to not date, engaged to. I forgot we, we haven't had you on the podcast. So congratulations, Laura. We're all really pleased for you. Yeah, yeah. That was genuine. Oh, see, I try I and be nice once, and everyone just thinks I'm taking the piss. That's because you know me are. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right, Dan, your one. Your one, Darren Anston, 16th, surprisingly, on 298. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's on the top 25, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. Well done. Want... Yeah, well, well done, everyone. Pat on the back. That was good. Matt, thank you very much for the Matt stats. Are we going to keep wheeling this out for the special occasions, like. So many shows, Christmas special and stuff like that. Yeah, do, do you know what? It's like I said, when we when we first started recording, mate, I was a stay-at-home dad. I was bored. I was so bored. There was so much time on my hands that I could have I could have given you a I could have given you a year's worth of stats. Now, you know, I can barely Google I can barely Tottenham Google the nut number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tottenham stats, please. Someone tell me something. <laughs> oh, I wish okay. I'd been like that squirrel. Do you know the squirrels that kind of get all the acorns? If I'd have just done it then, I could just used all them, couldn't I, over the years? But I didn't uh, know what the future yes. held, you know. Yes, no, this is true. Yeah, mm. I could have just kept them all. Although, of course, stats are often evolving. Of course. Um, They're not like one acorns. Of the, one of the other things we get asked for quite a lot, and I don't do as regularly mm. as I should, and I'm a, I'm sorry about this, 
is this particular feature. Now it's time for the Lone Update. So every season I start with the best intentions and I tell people like once a month I'm going to do a summary of all our players that are out on loan. And then we get to the end of the season I go, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I've done it again. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm literally going to run you through all the players that went on loan in order of how many appearances they made for the club they went on loan to. Okay? And we're going to start at the bottom. So, went out on loan and made zero first-team appearances was academy midfielder Niall John. Um, obviously not what anyone wanted from that loan. Niall returned the Hotspur way, still got time on his deal, still got time on his side. Good young player. Hopefully, he'll get a better opportunity in the future. With seven appearances out on loan, is academy graduate goalkeeper and part of the first-team squad and probably pushing 50 by now, Alfie Whiteman. He's really 23, by the way. The pushing 50 comment was yeah, probably a little crude. Uh, he made seven loan appearances in Sweden, um, Swedish Premier League. Finding loans for goalkeepers is not an easy thing, but the club have managed to get him and Brandon to anywhere they could just to get first-team games. Uh, Brandon Austin, that is. Uh, next up, with 10 appearances on loan, unfortunately would have got a lot more, but he got injured, is J. Neil Bennett. Uh, anyone who gets to watch the under-23s, he's a really exciting player. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see him get another loan next season, but we'll have to wait and see. Making 13 appearances on loan at Lyon was Tangi Undumbele. Oh, does he have to come back? 13. <laughs> 13. Jesus, man. He was, yeah, um, really, really did well. I mean, to be honest with you, if you watch him on this loan and I was a club, I'd be like, wow, how quickly can I sign this guy? Why would Tottenham not want him? Wow, get my money out. Please, someone, listen to me. Please buy him. Please, please. Um, Do you know what the worst thing about that is? I really thought that was going to be a great signing. I really looked at that and just thought, wow, that guy's got everything. That's going to really work out. It just goes to show you can only, from from a fan point of view, you can only see so much. And our scouting department clearly missed a massive thing with him, which was... Attitude. He's lazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, making 17 appearances, whilst Tangi only made 13, in Spain was Brian Gill. Would have made more, but picked up an injury, unfortunately. Interesting news about Brian Gill is that Valencia, where he's on loan, have made an offer to loan him again for the whole of next season. My understanding mm-hmm. is the offer doesn't have an obligation to buy, but will have a option to buy. There will be a loan fee and will be covering 100% of his wages. No decision yet from the club, obviously, because it's the manager's decision. But with the manager not really playing wingers, uh, it would seem to make sense for all parties. Keep his value up and then possibly sell him next year. Yeah. So signing it could have worked under Nuno, under Conte, <gasps> no no chance. Play the jingle. Thank you, I nearly missed that. <laughs> nearly put a hex on whole damn thing. Uh, another player who's gone out on loan and made 18 appearances for Villarreal, including some of those in the Champions League, 
is Giovanni Lucelso. Giovanni Lucelso has done amazingly well for Villarreal, and they want to sign him and are currently in negotiations to do just that. Tottenham would like to sign a certain defender from Villarreal, and talks are ongoing. So keep an eye on that one. That could be interesting. Because I think all of us can agree, Geo, talent, but playing for us, didn't ever seem to really want to. Seemed to quite like training at Hotspur Way and then going to play for Argentina. <laughs> um, but actually playing for us, not so much. Um, but yeah, he made 18 appearances uh, and did really well. They, they love him there. So hopefully there's a deal to be done there. Uh, making 19 appearances in Sunderland's promotion, it was Jack Clark. Sunderland are back in the championship and there is uh, interest from them to loan him again. It would appear the club are now looking to sell Jack Clark. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that this summer. Making 26 appearances in a really good loan this season was academy midfielder Jamie Bowden. Uh, returned to Hotspur way at the end as well and played really well for the under-23s to wrap the season. Uh, I really like Jamie Bowden. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him going forward. A player that most people have forgotten about, Pape Mate Sar, who I've probably butchered his name, by the way, uh, made 32 appearances on loan this season. Wow. He will be joining us in the summer, and the assessment will then be made on whether he has potentially a loan in England before pushing for a first-team spot. He's still only 19, full Senegal international, very talented young player. Making 36 appearances, scoring nine goals and grabbing five assists across League Two and League One with two clubs before and after January. Keon Ete, 36 appearances on loan. Perfect. Exactly what everybody wanted from him. He's done brilliantly. Cameron Carter Vickers. Must be pushing 90 years old by now. <laughs> Been on loan every season of those 90 years. Still 24, I think. Wow. He's came through the same academy as Alfie Whiteman. Those two are just like incredible earners for the club for loan fees. He made 45 appearances for Celtic this season. Wow. Celtic have two weeks to exercise their buy option. Their buy option is 6 million now, rising to a potential 10 million, which would make him their biggest ever signing, I'm told. Wow. If they do not exercise that option, and it would appear that the player wants to stay and they do want him, there are two Premier League teams who are both interested, one being Fulham and one being Bournemouth. No. One of his former academy coaches at Bournemouth, of course, massive fan of his, is the number two uh, to behind Scotty Parker at Bournemouth. I think it's Matt Wells. I could have that wrong. Uh, but yeah, he was a Tottenham Academy coach that Carter Vickers came through with. Um, but yeah, he had a great season up there, winning two trophies. And finally, making 47 appearances for the MK Dons with 10 goals and 7 assists, Troy Parrott had, without a shadow of a doubt, his breakthrough season in first-team football. Mm -hmm. I know everyone has this idea in their head of like a young striker should go out on loan and score 20 to 30 if they're that good. I want to draw people's attention to a quick stat about a certain Harry Kane who never scored above 12 goals and got no assists in various <laughs> loans to league football before having his breakthrough season at Spurs. And Troy, attitude, application, his work, 
you only got to read some of the press around the kid. He's been phenomenal. He has been absolutely great for them. I cannot wait to see what happens. I, I think Conte and a few others are going to assess him over the summer. I think there's a chance of a, a deal renewal and another loan, possibly a championship loan. There's even talk of one or two Premier League teams wanting to take a look at him. So we'll have to wait and see. But that, ladies and gentlemen, was the loan update. Dan, any of those strike you or any of those surprise you or any of the names I mentioned make you think who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not so much who, but um, did you say who Jamie Burden played for? Uh, who was he on loan? No, I, I didn't say who any of them were on loan to because I forgot to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for pointing that out, Daniel. <laughs> Do you know how much I had to organise to do this podcast? And the one thing I forget, boom, straight in there. I'm fairly okay. confident from memory it was Oldham. But everyone's got the capacity to Google it, so let me have it in the comments if I've got that wrong. But yeah, um, he, he had a good season. Yeah, I really like Jamie Barrett, and I, I've watched him play for the under-23s a few times. I think, I think there's something about him, but I, I, it's so difficult to judge. I've said this on the show so many times. I played. Oh, I really like that player. The only one I've ever really, really championed and gone crazy for that's actually achieved it is Oliver Skip. <laughs> Everyone else, I've gone like, oh, he's going to be amazing. Oh no, Southend. Oh, okay. Or someone like Harry Kane, who I said will end up at Southend, is now doing okay for himself. I guess. I just, I just googled it, and he is Oldham. He's a, he's a proper. Tot- he was born in Edmonton. I mean, you can't yeah. get more Tottenham than that, can you? No, no, he is, he is a proper Tottenham boy. Yeah. Although he plays for the Republic of Ireland, so I presume one of one or two of his parents are Irish. So. Well, yeah. So apparently that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, right then. So uh, it's the end of the season. Yeah, it could be. Could have had a pint of Guinness once if it was the nineteen nineties <laughs> again. <laughs> That Republic of Ireland team under Jack Charlton, none of them were Irish. <laughs> I'm never going to believe that in a million years. Um, anyway, <laughs> that, that just showed my age again. So, as it's the end of season special, we've got a list of questions. We're going to go around the room. And the list of questions, which I gave you all in advance, by the way. So, if you haven't got good answers for this, this is all on you. That it's was a hard best, mo- best moment of the season. Worst moment of the season, best signing, most improved player, player to watch next season, and a position you would like to see us add someone. Now, we're going to go to the prettiest, most beautiful member of our team, Daniel. <laughs> what is the best moment of the season for you? Um, from a footballing perspective, is, uh, is getting Conte in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, best moment of the season was appointing Antonio Conte. And now to the second loveliest person, <laughs> the real looker of the show, Matt. What was the best <laughs> moment of the season for you? Mate, that was too obvious, mate. Far too obvious. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Can you afford me two best moments, please? Because I'd, no. like, I'd like one... <laughs> I'd like one that was the, a moment and one that was a re- retrospective moment, if that's possible. 
just quickly. You're going to talk about the Man United game, aren't you? Oh, that's the right then. That's the respect. I know I've talked about that. That's the respect. Right, my best actual moment is yeah. when Sonny scored that third goal against the scumbags just after half time. Because nice. look, we were comfortable. Yeah, look, we were 2 0 up. I get that right. We were comfortable. They were down to 10 men. But that third goal allowed us to enjoy that second half, to spend almost 45 minutes abusing them, telling them how rubbish <laughs> they are, using. Yeah, lots of expletives did. and it just went we could all breathe and look me and you Sam I know we say on the podcast all the time and you yeah. especially say that we endure the North London derby that wasn't endurance that was absolute joy yeah. <laughs> and that third goal allowed it yeah no okay yeah I'd agree with that <laughs> and now we go to without a shadow of doubt okay I'm going to stop making jokes now <laughs> without a doubt the sexiest one of the Spurs news team and I'm talking about myself. So my best moment of the season <laughs> is probably going to be. Um, oh, see, uh, you see, I think you you, you kind of took it a little bit because the Arsenal thing, exactly the same reason as you. When that third goal went in, that stress just kind of vanished. I mean, I still had that anxiety. You know, we we were three 0 up against West Ham, that time, so I still had that a little bit, but. We really just hammered them in that game. It was like the first time in my life I watched a North London derby and just smiled. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, that was kind of. I, I think I might steal your moment. You know, the moment where um, that particular manager, who we won't name, um, he he made a decision to sub a player, uh, which basically got him fired. <laughs> um, and that was kind of like a sliding doors moment because you don't make that call. The crowd don't go mental. Paratici doesn't storm up to Daniel Levy and go, this ain't working, and we don't make the change. And I think that was a massive moment. Uh, okay, so um, last but not least, Laura, what do you think? Best moment of the season? Uh, my best moment? I've got two. I'm a bit like Matt, actually. Oh, of course um, you do. <laughs> well, all right. Um... <laughs> Just give it so to Laura. Much- Oh, no, Jesus. she's engaged. Less of that. Go on, Laura. You, 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 um, you tell oh, me. You tell me your two best moments. You ignore Matthew and his uh, filth. <laughs> um, the first one would have to be us beating Aston Villa. <laughs> yes. I yeah. That's fair. <laughs> with my other half, and yeah. he'll kill me for saying this, but I enjoyed every last moment. <laughs> when it you know, we actually named the podcast after that a win for Laura. I know. I was so proud of that. So, so proud. I get so much grief off him and my stepdaughter constantly. Yeah. It was just beautiful. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that's without a shadow of a doubt the best thing to have happened. Yes. Go on then. You had, you had a second one. And as, as second I give you so much grief, Matt, you carry on. I have to say the video Matt sent of little Seb just celebrating was just something else oh, i just you. enjoyed he's oh it just reminds me when i was young many moons ago <laughs> like just going to the game and enjoying it and being around all that in atmosphere it's just beautiful that that has to be up there no it really does okay i just feel like that was a real good feel good moment then that was nice yeah was it was okay yeah. i won't ruin it okay so the <laughs> next one is the worst moment of the season so a moment that you look that you want to forget basically uh we are going to start with dan again the polynesian dan bring it mate what was your worst moment of the season uh we'll go right back to the start of the season and uh appointing 
Nuna. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, what was your worst moment of the season? Well, we spoke about the gentleman, didn't we, during the loan updates? It was that moment when we were one nil down to very lowly Morecambe, and it was looking like we was going to going to lose against this very lowly Morecambe. All due respect, I mean, you know, mm. they're 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 they're. A decent side, but you know, yeah. there is a gulf, you know, there. Yes, and for yes, him to is, yes. walk off and get the more we were booing him, the slower he was getting. Honestly, yes. I, I mean, I had to apologize to, to Seb afterwards because every expletive come out of my mouth <laughs> towards that guy <laughs> to try to get him off the pitch as quick as I can. And honestly, it was just, I mean, thankfully, we, we won the game, but honestly, people wouldn't believe just how nice a guy Matt is if you based it purely on that one interaction with him, that moment screaming abuse at Tangy and Dumbele. <laughs> I think he was horrible. I mean, look, if we, if we, he was we a nice guy, but he was very angry. Listen, we're winning three 0 Take as long yeah. as you like. We're losing one yeah. 0 to Morecambe. Get off the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. Uh, okay, um, lovely Laura. The worst moment of the season, or a moment you'd like to forget? Um, well, I completely agree with Matt there, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I, I did not enjoy losing to Southampton. Oh no. Uh, I don't know. No, that was that, was a, that a moment walking yeah. into work and being confronted with Southampton fans was not fun. No, no, especially where you live, that's awful. Do you know? Uh, yeah. Do you know? We walked out uh, after that game because, like, Sonny scored, didn't he? I think the seventy-second minute, and he yeah. would go two-one up. We thought, and then obviously they scored those two goals. We walked out yeah. five minutes before the game, and there's a pub just outside the stadium, and we looked through the window, yeah. and, and it looked it looked like. Um, uh, thingamajigger oh, I forget his name now, the Dutch guy that we've got uh, I always forget his name uh, tell me Dutch guy we've got you lost me Bergwijn uh, yeah Bergwijn thanks yeah, Dan I'm glad Bergwijn, someone yeah, it looked like Bergwijn had scored and we're like oh come on come on and they got ruled offside didn't it so yeah, that just added that extra bit of salt in the wounds yeah. that did <laughs> yeah ha- ha- happy days <laughs> yeah. uh, moment uh, worst moment of the season for me was getting absolutely smacked by Arsenal 3-1 um, because, yeah, we grabbed the goal in the second half, but they destroyed us in the opening, like, 15 minutes, and we were 3-0 down. Um, to me, that was the... Uh, yeah, that was awful. <laughs> I got so much crap for that. Uh, but we finished fourth, so... <laughs> um, the, next one, the next one on the list is best signing, and this one we're going to start with Matthew. Matthew, best signing. Oh, I can't, do you know what? I know I'll go for the obvious, but I can't... I just cannot think past this guy cutie Romero yeah that's, that's <laughs> right I, I knew what you were going to say I didn't even need to ask but no. we're good uh, Dan best signing Romero yeah that's probably fair as well and lovely Laura the best signing for you uh, I've, I've written down the same Romero cutie <laughs> Romero is phenomenal and the best signing and yeah. I'd have to agree so there we go four from four that's not happened before <laughs> the next one is most improved player Laura, I'm going to start with you on this one. Most improved player for you? I didn't write anything down for this because I thought you might come to me last. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, everyone, pretend that didn't happen. Uh, Dan, we're going to go back to you, Polynesian Dan. Most improved player? Uh, uh, I put down... Well, I didn't, I'm lying because I didn't actually do any preparation. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm going to say Eric Dyer 
because uh, I think, especially under Conte, he's yeah. been incredible, really. And I yeah. saw today the England squad's been announced. Yeah, I know. Oh. And he's, he's not in the squad again. No. Joke. No. Joke. Even uh, Southgate even got grilled by the media over it and got a little bit defensive, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, I think when you play free at the back, week in, week out, and England play free at the back, it seems bizarre to pick Harry Maguire over Eric Dyer right now. Just, just my opinion, but... Never mind. Uh, actually, Eric Dyer was my choice as well. Um, it was a close run thing with Matt Doherty given the back end of the season, but I think over the whole season, going into it, if Eric Dyer had left last summer, I'd have thought it was a good idea. Um, I, I, I just thought that he was never going to fully hit that potential level. I think under Antonio Conte, he's been phenomenal. Really, really good. Uh, Matt, most improved player for you? Yeah. I mean, this isn't my pick, but I do I do agree that over the course of the season, probably Eric Dyer would be the, the yeah. shout. But just purely for from a shocking player to a player that's like, yeah. we actually missed, it's Matt Dotty. I mean, like yeah. the, the, guy, the guy couldn't hit a barn door, could he? And, and suddenly no. we've got this player that's out injured and we've completely lost form because this one player's out, yeah. you know? Where, where he came from? Or where, situation that was. insane. <laughs> So it's Matt Doherty for mad. me. Um, uh, okay, uh, so Laura, um, coming to you last, uh, completely, <laughs> completely last. <clears throat> what most improved player for you? I think it's going Say to be David Ginola. <laughs> <laughs> David. Yeah. Um, I've uh, met him. You've met David Ginola. I know, and he's beautiful. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's a fine specimen, isn't he, David? You know that. Fine specimen, man. Yes, played for He's Aston a... Villa as well, by the way. Just, just so you know. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, most improved player other than David Ginola? Uh, Doherty, I think. Oh, that's interesting. And... I, I wonder why you picked him, but that's good. I'm glad, glad you, uh, glad you went <laughs> with that one. Uh, the next one is player to watch next season. Uh, so, this is just someone that you think perhaps been in the periphery this season, but you think maybe next year, having a few games, they'll really, really come into their own. Uh, Matthew, I'm going to start with you. Who well, you I, I was tempted to go for Sessegnon, but yeah. I've decided to go for Oli Skip because obviously he's had the injury that's knocked him yeah. out for a few weeks. So although he kind of did get a run in, I don't think he kind of got, you know, got what he needed from this season. So I think getting yeah. fit next season is when he's, we're going to see his true potential, I think. Okay, brilliant. Uh, Dan, what about you? Uh, I'll go with Matt's first choice, which was uh, Sessignon. Yeah. I just think, um, you know, uh, he's obviously had a run of games for the first time in his Spurs career. Started the season, didn't we? Yeah, we we can see him press on next season, hopefully. Um, The system fits him. He's had a year sort of bed into the system now and a run of games. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. And Laura, what about yourself? I had Skip written down just purely because of his injuries, really. Yeah. Um, just see what more he can um, achieve, really. Okay, um, I'm going to say Jafet Tanganga. Good show. Yeah, I mostly yeah. like saying his name. <laughs> uh, okay, and lastly, and it's the probably the one that most people want to hear, a position you would like to see us add someone for next season. So no names of players. You don't have to do that. Just a position you think we definitely need to sign someone for the first team in that position. I am going to start with Polynesian Dan himself. 
Right wing back. Fair. Okay, Matt. I'm going to say wing back, either right or left. And the reason being is because I feel like we can strengthen it. And because of the way Conte plays, yeah. it's so it's so essential that we have... If we yeah. had... Like, if we spent that £150 million on two wing backs, I think yeah. we could win the league. Because, like, oh. he, these, these, the wing backs is... It, it's so much pivots on the wing backs under Conte's system. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And Laura? Yeah, it was exactly the same. Wing back. That's okay. what I wrote down. Yeah. I'm going striker so we can get rid of that traitor. Anyway, oh, come um, on. No, it was a joke. It was a joke. I love him again. We've kissed. We've made up. It's all good. Can I just say, by the um, way, yeah. uh, I know yeah. I'm closer than you guys, but have you heard about the exhibition at the Museum of London that, that Kane's um, uh, that, that's, that's out there now? I think it's running oh, till. I saw, I saw a bit about it, but no, t- tell us more. Good so, so people that are listening, because I know we get people listening all over the world, don't we? But if you are in London or you are planning a trip to London, definitely go to the Museum of London because there's an exhibition there and it's basically got loads of stuff. It's like a all, all about Kane and it's got things like the footballs that he scored hat-tricks with, you know, his golden boots, uh, some of the shirts he's worn for England, uh, some of his England caps and stuff. So it's a real inspirational exhibition. So definitely... Definitely check it out. We're going to go in the summer holidays. I'm definitely taking sip, 100%. I'm loving the inspirational exhibition. Yeah. Anyone who's had a few drinks, try and say that. <laughs> <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> Next season, we're definitely going to do a podcast a few times. Definitely going to definitely gonna have a few drinks to celebrate a few Champions League nights, I think. Um, yeah. Did I mention we're in the Champions League? Did I bring that up at all? I don't know if I Press mentioned it. Press the button. You got buttons to press them. Tell me you've got buttons. No, 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 no. Oh. no, no. I, I don't. Have, but if everyone wants to listen to the outro later on, there is a treat. Just so you know, just so everyone's aware. Uh, it is that time of the podcast. We head to social media, and we get to listen to what everyone else thinks. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Okay, uh, Matt, what do you want to do? Do you want to start on Facebook or Instagram? Well, as we've got Laura with us, should we go with Instagram first? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, <laughs> we have two comments from the actual Instagram post, but I think Laura has had a couple of messages. Uh, we are going to start with Diazporian1. Dude, drop me a message. Let me know if I'm saying that right, because I do it all the time, and I'm probably butchering it. Uh, assuming we bring in six or seven players, which are the following players... Sorry, Assuming we bring in six or seven players, which of the following players who probably won't start will stay for squad depth? Uh, Lucas, Sanchez, Bergwijn, Davies, Winks. He's written Doherty. I think that's Doherty. <laughs> Emerson, <laughs> Regulon, Hoybier. Um, Hoybier? I'd say a fair few of them are probably going to stay. Now, I'm going to go... I'm going to answer these questions with each of you in turn. So... Apologies if I answer one and you really want to jump in on it, but we ain't got that much time. So, Laura, as this is Instagram, you can join me for this one. I'm going to run through each player, and I'm just you just got to say keep or sell, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a bit like Shag Mario Void, but in football terms, <laughs> right? <laughs> Lucas Mora. Keep. Davinson Sanchez. Keep. Stephen Bergwijn. Keep. Ben Davies. 
Not sure. Keep, keep. Harry Winks. Keep. <laughs> Matt Doherty. Keep. Emerson Royale. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, Sergio Regulon. I'll keep. I like him. Pierre Emile Hoybier. Keep. Right. And now, the funny thing about this, right, is I know for a fact that somewhere up north right now, there is a certain Polynesian Dan <laughs> raging that I did not come to him for this. <laughs> Because he is basically screaming into the void, sell the fucking lot of them! So, Dan, I will come to you to the next one, okay? The next one is from The Johnny Stark. And I still want to say The Johnny Stark Show every time I read this out, but The Johnny Stark says, do you think any of the January loan players returning to the club will stay? Um, basically, I think he means like Lachelso who went out, uh, Brian Gill who went out, and Tangi and Dumbele who went out. What do you think, Dan? Do you think any of them will actually be in our squad for next season? Uh, ideally not. No. No. Uh, I, I, if I we think... can get uh, some some like half decent money for them, then I think they'll all be gone. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, now this next one is a message that came into Instagram, and Matt, I've definitely got to do this one with you. Do you remember we had the message from the gentleman whose baby was due around the North London Derby? I do, yes. A message yeah. for the team for tomorrow's final podcast after Sam and Matt asked about the baby. Baby boy named Cole. Unfortunately, my wife couldn't be convinced to name the baby after the match winner. And he came out <laughs> £10, 12 ounces. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't want to be Ouch. crude here, but is your wife okay? <laughs> I, mean, I, did, I, mean, I did ask him that. Oh, good. Thank you. Because she's, I, don't, she's I, don't okay. know, I don't know where to send flowers. I don't know where to just send like a hug. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Um, sent a really, really lovely photo as well in a baby grow this Tottenham whilst the guy's wearing a Spurs shirt as well. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I mean, Cole, I mean, that's fine, but I mean, why not Sam or Matt? I don't see what's wrong with our names, but whatever, uh, dude, whatever. And don't get me um, wrong, it's a lovely name, but I, yeah. it's the West Ham connections that's upsetting me a little bit. You know, your Joel well, Cole. Coles and yeah. your Colton Coles and yeah. even the Ashley Cole, you know. Yeah, oh. yeah well, you know, he's let us down. It's a, a lovely bit, name. It's fair, a lovely yeah. name. Yeah. No, Matt, don't, don't take it back. You said before Harry was an absolute idiot for a name. <laughs> that, so don't, don't say that name. It's a joke. <laughs> joke. Uh, yeah, but he says, quick question for the podcast. Sorry, it's very pessimistic. Don't worry about Dan's here. We got pessimistic covered. <laughs> do you think the club will come out and back Conte in the summer window? My friend, yes, I do. They, Matt, they, do, you think, do you think they're going to? We've, we now have tangible evidence that they are going to back Conte. So, yes, 100%. Just for balance, Dan, what do you think? <laughs> No, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hope, yeah. hopefully, yeah. yeah hopefully. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Do you know? Really do you know? Nice. What makes me like Dan's the youngest out of all of us. Yeah. So yes. Dan, you didn't have, you didn't go through half the misery that we did, right? But you're still the most pessimistic out of all of us. Yes, he he's, he's, he's had a hard life. You, you leave him alone. Um, okay, now, I'm trying to work my way through this list here, and I think I've got what is described via Instagram message as an essay. 
Whew, here we go. Uh, Laura, because this is Instagram again, it's coming to you. Steven oh, Bergwijn appreciation. I genuinely think that without Stevie, Spurs don't finish top four. If Spurs had lost that game to Leicester, they had just lost to Chelsea twice and would have gone on to lose to them again after Leicester. I think the team could have gone on a downward spiral. I think that game was a real turning point despite some unfavorable results following. I bet they wouldn't, uh, you know, he basically, there's an essay here, but he's basically saying Stephen Bergwijn grabbing those two goals were essential. He then says, apologies for the long message, but thank you all for the hard work you put into the podcast this season, answering my questions when I sent them in. Looking forward to next season. Hope you all have a great summer and best wishes from New Hampshire, Jack. Is his name New Hampshire, Jack? Is he a wrestler? New Hampshire, Jack. That's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ring, New Hampshire Jack. And that's how people stop listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for the question. Laura, what do you think? I mean, I like the player, but I don't I don't hundred percent agree with him. I think Wow. Can... Controversial. Jack, <laughs> you, you know that is Laura on Instagram, right? So you just go to town, mate. You send her hate mail. She, you know, she doesn't agree with you. Oh, you, you just... I'm sure. <laughs> Nonsense. Um, it's, it's a difficult thing because I do understand where he's coming from in the sense yeah. of it was a big moment. I do think you look at the, you know, that was a defeat. We literally grabbed a victory out of nothing. Yeah. Um, can I say that Stephen Bergwijn is largely responsible for getting top four? I don't think so. I think that game yeah. did a lot for us, but then we did go on and lose some stupid games afterwards. So it's yeah. swings and roundabouts. You know, we could have lost that game to Leicester, but then actually beat Brighton and Brentford and been better off. You know? So we, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Southampton. And Wolves. So, so, and Wolves. All right, stop it now. <laughs> so, 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 so we don't know. You know, we don't know. But um, I think in that particular game, I mean, it, it was great, and it kept him at the club, to be honest with you, because otherwise he was going to Ajax in January. Uh, he yeah. possibly now wishes he'd not scored them and left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're going to head over to the Book of Face. Uh, we get the first question here from Dave Merlane. Dave says, from posts here and elsewhere on Spurs fans' pages and groups, it's clear that many do not understand Fabio Paratici's role or under the football club. It seems to include professional media journalists as well. Would it be useful to spend a minute or two explaining that role, plus how he interacts with Daniel Levy? Wow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so everyone else stayed really quiet then. Like, yeah, go on, Sam. <laughs> Take that one. <laughs> you. Oh, okay. Um, Fabio Paratici is an interesting role. A lot of people just think of him as a director of football, and he's not that. Uh, he is literally a director of football operations. Now, a lot of people thought that was just a fancy title and he's just a director of football. It's not. He literally has taken over the running of the complete footballing side of the club. Daniel Levy, very much hands-on still with money, very much gives him his budgets and they talk daily, constantly. They are both workaholics. They're both ridiculous. Um, but Mr. Paratici is literally transforming the football club. The scouting department is the example that I can give from a certain amount of knowledge. It is being overhauled. It is being changed. The data analysis team is completely different. The scouting setup, how they use scouts, who they use, what data they actually look at, the people involved it is changing. He is looking to appoint someone really soon who will be his deputy, if you like. 
everything within the club from that point of view, from top to bottom, is being changed and he will continue to work on that. The academy is probably next. Um, recruitment for the academy is something the club is kind of done via, I don't know, reputation. Like, we're Tottenham, we're in the Premier League. If you're good enough and we come and scout you, you'll sign for us. Other teams are regressively recruiting good young players. You know, Liverpool have got kids in their academy who grew up in North London. That shouldn't happen. (laughs) You know, that shouldn't happen. A lot of people think there should be rules in place. A lot of people think that you shouldn't be allowed to recruit a youth. I'm one of them. But until that rule changes, we need to actually change these things. And this is all stuff that is happening at the club. 10, 15, 20 years of stuff that's just been the same is all transforming this season. So... He's not just a transfer guy. He's not just a director of football. There is a lot more to it. Um, if anyone's actually interested in that, drop me a message and I'll run through stuff with you. But I think there's far too many people listening to this podcast going, shut up, move on. <laughs> so we will. And Laura's one of them. See, she laughed. Uh, Ryan Miller is up next. Hi, Ryan. Uh, there are numerous positions I think we need to reinforce. As always, it's certainly a second striker. What striker do you think we could realistically get this summer? Wow, that's always a question. Thanks for a great season. Hope you'll have a good break during the transfer window. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go around the houses, see if anyone's got a striker idea we could possibly get. Uh, Matt, can you think of anyone we could go for? It's the old thing, mate, every year, isn't it? That whoever comes knows they're not going to get a game because Kane's there. So yeah. it's play- there's strikers I'd want, but they're not going to want to come, are they? You know, It's always no, the problem. Whatever um, Kane, while, while Kane's at the club... It's going to be that old age problem, that 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 age old problem, isn't it, of like second yeah. striker, which is why you know you've got Son who's got the golden boot, you know, and yeah. Kulusevski's so banging him in. Salem as well. So no, we, I, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Dan, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I've just seen a couple of links really the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Gabriel G- Jesus or Jesus, yeah. if you like. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. He's one that's been linked with a, a, a leaving Man City because yeah. uh, he wants game time and they've just signed Haaland. So that's a possible one. But um, there's like a Swedish striker that, that uh, the Gooners want as well. Um, well yeah, it's always, always nice Isaac. to take a dump on them if we can. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it costs a hell of a lot of money. And like Matt said, finding someone that plays as an out-and-out striker to play second fiddle to King yeah. isn't really going to happen. So. It's a difficult one and it's an interesting one. Like, So, for example, if you could find a player like Sonny, who can... Sonny is accomplished to play nine. He really is. But can also play that out-wide role. If you are to add that, if you are to add another player of that ilk to the squad, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that gives you more options. But finding that player who's going to come in... Because you're going to look at the front three of Sonny, Kulisevsky and Kane and think... How how do I dislodge that? How do I get in there? So yeah, it's 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 interesting. But you look at other teams and other clubs; they do do that. And I think with Conte and I think with Champions League and one of the things we've seen this season is when we had more than one game in a week, we really struggled. We need to build our squad and build the ethos in the squad that if you play on a Wednesday but you don't play on a Sunday, you're still as valued. You know, you still and you know, and that's I think playing Champions League does that. I think Europa Conference League doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay, so Ryan, thank you for that, mate. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all your questions throughout the year. Um, next up, we have Pete Thompson who says, Hey guys, hope you're all well and keep up the fantastic work. Give me a list of outs and ins for the transfer window. Also, there is a lot of rumours around about a certain free transfer for Bale and Dybala to name two. Is there anyone else out there on a free worth having? Um, we don't have the time to do less, I'm afraid. Um, there are tons and tons of free transfers available. Um, Dan, me and you had this conversation yesterday, wasn't it, where we literally looked at the list of everyone who's out of contract. Um, yeah, it's, there's it's, it's an incredible list as well. There is so much talent. It's like It feels almost like, because of the pandemic, loads of contracts just got rolled over. And it just feels like all in one summer, there's just an absolute ton of talent available. Um, it's going to be interesting. The one... I personally will pick and say keep an eye on is a former player of ours, Christian Eriksen. I genuinely think there might be a move there because I think Conte, when he was at Inter Milan, liked to switch between two systems. One where he plays the three like we've had with Kulisevsky's son and Kane and one where he plays two and a creative midfielder behind them, basically against opposition that sit deep so they can create the space and pull the strings. So it wouldn't surprise me if he thinks, well, as a squad option, he's free. I know him. He knows the club. It could work. But that's the only one I'd pick out personally. Okay, so uh, this next one's from Barry Fowles. He says, is Paratici's biggest challenge getting business done early? I noticed a lot of articles about Conte wanting a full preseason with new acquisitions as well. I'd say yes. Um, It is definitely a challenge and it's definitely what they're trying to do. Uh, we are a few days after the season ended and we've already made a move for a goalkeeper. Uh, Fraser Foster will be a Tottenham player within days. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's going to move quickly and that's the plan. Andrew Peckham says, great season of podcast as always. Thank you, Andrew. That's really kind. Uh, Step in, Stefan has commented to say, to finish top four is a fantastic achievement considering the start of the season. Sam already knows I'm a little bit worried about Conte. Straight after when we won to get the Champions League and we're all celebrating, he kind of refuses to commit to the next season. Bit of a bit of a diva moment. No, <laughs> no, he's not. He's, look, this is what Conte's doing. Like it's what people don't understand. People are getting the arsehole because he's not committing to the club. He's just not going to take the levy crap for the last twenty years. Look, you can yeah. you can if you're not if you're going to tell me you're going to spend hundred two hundred million, but you give me and so and so and so and so, I'm not having it. You either yeah. you either tell me and show me that you're going to spend money, i.e. take hundred fifty million out in shares and, and give it to us, or I'm going. I love it. It's what we've needed. He's got the balls that unfortunately the likes of Pochettino, who I love and will always be, you know, didn't have unfortunately. <gasps> Do not talk about Pochettino balls like that. No, look, look, I, I love Pochettino's balls, right? But they weren't big enough to challenge <laughs> Levy, whereas Conte's are. Oh, man. I now have that on audio. I now have you saying the words, I love Pochettino's balls. And I will have that clipped for next season out of context for the entire year. Oh, I'm so happy that worked. I can't believe I managed to line that up. Uh, Dan, uh, uh, for balance on this, can I bring you in on that? Point, no, do you think it's a bit no devious or do you completely agree with Absolutely Matt? Absolutely no balance. No balance. Matt has just hit it and yeah. it, it's dawned on me. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Oh, this you're is on board it. now. You, we, we've converted change. you. Yeah, I'm, 
it happens every week when I listen. It's very, very positive. And it, honestly, you know, you guys joke all the time. Um, we'll have a defeat. I'll be mad. You won't hear from me for about three or four days. Nope. I'll listen to the podcast and I'll think, actually, the world's not doomed. No. You know? <laughs> the season's not finished just no. yet. So, yeah. no, I mean, hopefully. The thing that I've, we've always said about Spurs is we get our business done last minute. Yeah. And it, it frustrates the hell out of us. Yeah. Big time. Um, but yeah, hopefully, if uh, Fraser Forster's a sign of things to come, you know, get the deals done early, full yeah. pre season. And I mean, even in Conte's um, interviews that he said before, he never had a pre season this season. No. He was like, it's so difficult to come in in yeah. November he, he, when he it, has when emphasized it a lot. That it's really important to him, um, and if if you're looking at the fact that the season's only just ended and we've already nearly concluded a transfer, I mean that's unheard of. Awesome. That's so not us at all. Um, the next so we got three questions left of the season. Uh, Wesley Welcome says, "Who do you think should be leaving the club this summer?" So uh, we're going to pick one player each. Uh, Matt. Who do you think should be leaving the club this it, summer? Maybe Shute's not the right word, but a player I think is going to go purely because I think yeah. he deserves more time. But and it's the player I forgot his name, but now I remember it. Bergwijn. I think he deserves to go to lot. Like, back Bergwijn. to Ajax, yeah. Okay. Or go back to Holland. Uh, Dan, one player you'd like to see leave this summer? Harry Winks. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. I agree. I can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I would also go to Laura at this point, but unfortunately, Laura's had to leave the podcast early. Um, something to do with an OnlyFans request and, I don't know, ping pong balls. I, I don't know. I was listening and then it kind of all got a bit crazy. So she's had to leave. So I'll answer for her on this. She would like, um, I don't know, who would she like to leave? David Ginola. David, David Ginola. <laughs> And she'd like him to leave and head straight to her house, I think, was the general gist of where that was going. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, uh, me, I think both of you have said two good picks. I I would, I mean, I'd personally like to see Tangi on the belly leave above everybody. Um, There's certain players there who need to leave. I think that guy just don't ever come back to our club, please. No, no. You're not Um, welcome. No, no. Matt told you in no uncertain terms. Uh, so the penultimate question of this season is from Adam Sasson, who says, sorry, greedy, I have three questions. Well, Adam, let's see what kind of they are. What were each of your best moments of the season? Done that. Will Matt Stats make a return next season? No, but it was in this one and it'd be for specials only. Also, has anyone seen Mountain Man recently? No, <laughs> oh. didn't comment for the final. I it hurts me a little bit. It hurts me a bit. Actually, I think it's... Mountain Man... The it's, Island Brother, I gave you your own your own tones, your own intro music, and guys, where's the love? It's so sad, mate, it's the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Look, when you're up a mountain, yeah, you're yeah. Not, you know, the Wi-Fi's not great, Definitely. No, no, you're right. But I love the fact that people who comment are now become probably Slippery. more longed for than us. <laughs> it's like, where's Mountain Man? I listen to you guys every week. Where's the Mountain Man? Where's, where's, um, where's Mountain Man and the Island Brother going to present and you two can sod off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there's a show. Okay. Mountain Man, Island Brother, get in touch. We'll get you on the show. Uh, Marty Ost, you, sir, get the final question of the 2021-22 season of podcasts. And I personally think this one is brilliant. I'm going to put it to you, Matt. Then I'm going to put it to you, Dan. 
then I'll answer for Laura uh, via proxy. If you were queuing for an ice cream on the beach and you looked out to sea and saw Paul Merson drowning, would you order a Screwball or a 99? Ooh, uh, I'd, I'd go for the 99, I think. Classic. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. And Dan? 99. Yeah. With a flick. Definitely. Uh, and Laura would look for a discount and make her as a 69. Anyway, a massive thank you to everybody for listening <laughs> to the show this week. I said that really fast and I hope she doesn't hear it when she listens back. Um, this whole season's been kind of crazy. I mean, like, really crazy. Um, at one point, we were winning a game and losing the next game, and it was mad. Uh, I think I've aged. Uh, genuinely, I have more grey hair, and I don't just think that's because I'm a year older. I think that's because I'm a year older as a Spurs fan. Um, Antonio Conte has been amazing. Um, genuinely optimistic again. Uh, we grabbed top four. We finished above Arsenal again. Um, it feels like we're right there. You know, when Pochettino had us for those two seasons and we were we felt like they, we were right on the verge of something, we've kind of been sliding ever since. And I don't know about anybody else, but again, I feel like we're right there again. I feel it, like we're on the verge. Now it's just whether we can take that final step. Last time, Pochettino said, we're right there, give me money. And the club went, um, no. <laughs> and it all fell apart. This time, Antonio Conte said, we're right there, give me money, or I wolf off. And the club appear, appear to be doing just that. Sam, this year, this time, it's all about the bigger balls. <laughs> it's all about the bigger balls. Matt, would you like that to be your final thing on the podcast for yes, this year? Yes, please. Excellent. Okay, and Dan, would you like to have a final word on the podcast for this year? Uh, yeah, just um, wanted to say you guys do a cracking job every week thanks mate um and yeah on behalf of me but also everybody that listens to the pod i think you guys deserve sort of uh, a pat on the back really because you do a cracking job thanks mate. thanks mate that's really kind um and uh laura by proxy i will say goodbye from her um she does have a fantastic job on instagram she puts up with all my crap on a regular basis and she, by the way, she gives as good as she gets. She yeah, does lay into me fair. quite a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, she's wonderful. And we're really happy that she's with us. Next season is going to be really special. Uh, the fixtures for the Premier League are announced in the third week of June, I'm told. Because obviously next season is a bonkers season. Because the World Cup in Qatar will happen in the winter. Mental. So we are going to have <clears throat> Premier League Part A and Premier League Part B next year. It's going to be weird. It's going to be very unique. We will be back every single week to talk about it. Keep it on the Facebook page, the website, the Twitter, the Instagram, the TikTok account that we have. We'll be announcing when the podcast will return. Until then, everybody, you all take care, look after each other, and have a really good summer. Take care, guys. listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.
Hey, Sam, um, you forgot to tell me what time you wanted us in for the podcast today. I saw the uh, the social media stuff. It said that you wanted everyone together for the podcast. Guys? Guys? Damn it.